all from Shanghai, and welcome to Planet China. How to do business in China? Lessons and food for thought from 18 years of business adventures in the Central Kingdom, and also exclusive interviews with entrepreneurs and business leaders shaping today's China and for some tomorrow's world. This podcast was created by your very own China Pro, Philip Hugo. China post COVID. How the crisis exposed China's tectonic forces, which may create instability and impact the world. No one has emerged unscathed from the COVID crisis. Neither people nor countries. Our lives, our habits, our certainties have changed forever. By failing to recognize in time the risk of pandemic, by failing to cooperate with other countries, and by trying to deflect responsibility in a rather pitiful manner, I must add. China has also lost an opportunity to establish itself as a leader who can take responsibility on the world stage in times of turmoil. Instead, they have got back to the old recipes of denial and control, the model they had been trying to establish for nearly two decades as an alternative to Western democracies has suddenly lost very much credibility. This was made clear recently when China has tried a mediation in the Ukraine conflict. While the effort was worth noticing, especially as it showed that China had started to take distance from its earlier blind support of Russia, nobody on the world stage took it seriously. The crisis has also exposed some of the strongest forces that have been shaping China. Such tectonic forces are not always clearly identified, neither acknowledged by the Chinese government. Yet the recent crisis demonstrated their relevance, and very much so. These tectonic forces, however, are sometimes much more fragile than anticipated, creating vulnerabilities in the system. Today, I want to list a few of those tectonic forces that I find particularly worth mentioning, for two reasons. Reason one, because they illustrate how the government managed the country. Reason two. Because they show that the Chinese system of governance is simply irreconcilable with the Western type of governance, paving the way for future tensions, maybe even conflicts. Those five tectonic forces are a united society, the social contract, the economic machine, technology, and the rise of AI. Total control over the society. To demonstrate that these tectonic forces are more fragile than they appear, I will also explain how the government always uses the same tired old recipe to unite society. Why the social contract, which has been a founding stone of the Chinese system for decades, is now much more fragile than ever. Why the economic machine, before anything else, serves the power. Why technology is both a chance and a risk for China. The risk, however, may not be recognized yet. Why total control, beyond simply being a tool to guarantee an harmonious society, is rather the ultimate goal of the Chinese government. All right. So here we go. Tectonic Force One: A United Society, where we'll see how the Chinese government is uniting society. Always using the same old tired recipe. For any government, even more so for an authoritarian one, a society with as little dissension as possible is a good thing. 
This can be obtained by making the population satisfied, but also by enforcing policies or a dogma, by rules, laws, or coercion if necessary. In this frame, a narrative can be a powerful tool. A narrative creates a mythology, inspire population to be up to the myth, gives legitimacy to those who claim to uphold the values demonstrated by the narrative. In the case of China, this narrative is the struggle. The narrative of struggle is used by the Chinese government to promote unity and solidarity among the Chinese population and to create a sense of equality in the face of events. It emphasizes the common experiences of struggle and hardship that all Chinese people share, regardless of their socioeconomic status or regional background. It portrays the Chinese people as a group that has endured and overcome numerous struggles throughout history, from wars and invasions to natural disasters and economic hardship. It also frames current challenges as part of a larger struggle. Of course, this narrative does create a sense of shared identity. However, personally, and after living so many years in China, I regret that it takes precedence over the promotion of social and individual values and recognition of basic individual needs, such as privacy. This narrative is simply repeated over and over while forcing people to conform to rules in society. Since I have been living in China, I observed that every other year, something happens that serves the narrative, a grand project or a grand event. For example, we had non-exhaustively. China's accession to the World Trade Organization in 2001, the first Formula One Grand Prix, the SARS outbreak in 2003, the Olympics and the Sichuan earthquake in 2008, the World Expo in Shanghai in 2010, but also more recently the Hong Kong demonstrations, painted as an humiliation to the mainland by some ungrateful spoiled children who were going astray from the true China. And now, the COVID crisis. I know I am forgetting many more events that were used to serve the narrative of struggle. Anyway, with the struggle narrative, China always emerges victorious or is portrayed as a victim, but at the end, victorious anyway. The message is that the current challenges are temporary, that the Chinese people will overcome them through their collective efforts, and that the population can rely on the government to lead them toward a bright future as their protector and defender. This also reinforces the idea of a strong, centralized government that is committed to the well-being of its citizens. This is why I said that the government is always using the same old, tired recipe. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of Planet China. And together, let's continue exploring this fascinating country. At a time where power dynamics in the world are changing, I hope this episode has shed some light on the diverse and sometimes complex realities of Chinese society, seen through the eyes of a foreigner who has been living and doing business here for over 20 years. From Shanghai, this was Planet China. Join us on our next episode and learn all there is to know for business success in the Central Kingdom.